The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. There was a Hillel rabbi from, uh, I think it was the University of Manitoba in Winnipeg, if that's correct. And, uh, and those who are into uh, trivia can find out who that rabbi was. I'm not going to tell you, but you can find out who it was. And it was, he brought a group to the rabbi. This was back in the 60s. And a group of college kids. And one of the college kids didn't realize he was being disrespectful. And he said to the Rebbe in English, in these words, he said, what's the Rebbe good for anyway? And the, ra- the rabbi was mortified. He wanted to dig a hole and jump in. But the Rebbe took it very much in stride. And the Rebbe said, well, I can only tell you about my Rebbe, meaning the Rebbe's father-in-law. You want to know what a Rebbe is good for? A Rebbe is a soul geologist. What's a soul geologist? Well, what's a geologist? Geologist is a scientist, a particular kind of scientist. You know what? A, you know what? They study the study of the Earth, and who hires geologists other than universities who hire hire them to teach geology to other people who are going to become geologists? But the real money in geology is oil. Oil is one thing, but mining in general, yeah, natural resources, hundred percent, yeah, diamonds, coal, oil, whatever it is, metals, because the mining. Companies, you don't just dig anywhere because you waste a lot of money, you waste a lot of time. They hire a geologist. The geologist tells you what to dig for and where to dig. So the Rebbe says, a geologist tells you what to dig for and where to dig. There's treasure in the earth. There's treasure. Unlimited treasure. But you've got to know what to dig for and where to dig. So too, every person is covering a treasure. Every person is hiding a treasure. You have a treasure of infinite spiritual power within you. But you have to get a soul geologist who knows what to dig for and where to dig. That is a Rebbe. I'll tell you a story that I heard directly from the person to whom it happened. There's a Choshevayid named Tzvi Hirsch Weinreb. It happens to be he's also a psychologist which is the worst thing, basically. He's a Talmud Chacham, he's a psychologist, he's a respected guy. So basically what happens is that everybody comes to him for advice, but who's he supposed to go to? And that is what the story is about. The story is that when he was a very young man, he, he, he had a crisis where the whole world was relying on him, and he felt he didn't have anyone to go to when, when he had problems. So to to set the scene, he lived in Crown Heights. I'm not sure how long he lived in Crown Heights. I know it wasn't very long. Um, And I think he told me he went to one of the Rebbe's Fabrengans in 770 once. Maybe twice, but it was was once or twice. That was his extent of his dealings with, with Lubavitch. This was in the late 60s. Anyways, my point is that he had been in a public setting with the Rebbe, and he knew what the Rebbe's voice sounded like because he'd heard the Rebbe speak publicly, but that was it. There was nothing more than that. Um, then he moved to Maryland, to Silver Springs, Maryland. And this is where the story took place. He had this crisis where he was, he was giving shiurim for the Balabatim, and he was like, you know, a, a Rav figure. He was also practicing professionally, very looked up to in a, in a professional capacity, and, and and he had questions about about 
being a husband, being a father, questions about Yiddishkeit. You know, people do have questions, right? But he's the one who's supposed to be the answer guy, so who's he supposed to go to when he has the questions? And he said he felt very isolated. And, it, and he used the word, he says, I, I became depressed. And if he used the word depressed, I mean, he, I'm sure he wasn't throwing the word around loosely. So he says, uh, I spoke to the smartest guy I knew, uh, and I asked him, what should I do? So it's interesting. He didn't ask this guy for advice, but he asked him how to get advice. He spoke to Naftali Berg, all of a shalom, who was a genius. He was a nuclear physicist. I think he did work for the government and uh, genius scientist. So Berg told him, um, go to the Rebbe. you got to go to the Lubavitcher Rebbe. So Rabbi Weinreb I guess he didn't know any better. He didn't know protocol. This was in the 60s. He could have gotten a yichidis. He could have scheduled an audience, however long it would have taken, a year, two years, whatever. But he eventually could have had a yichidis. But he went <laughs> straight to the top. Uh, he got the number for 770. He just picked up the phone and he called. And the Rebbe's chief secretary, he realized after the fact, it was the Rebbe's chief secretary, Rabbi Hadakov, answered the phone and says, Veretta, uh, who's speaking? Now, Rabbi Weinreb, the whole point of his call was he wanted somebody he, he could confide in and ask these questions that he didn't really feel... I mean, obviously at this point, years later, he's comfortable telling the story. But at the time, there was like a lot of shame and like, how could I have these questions? I'm, I'm not supposed to even have these, these thoughts. So he, was, he didn't want to say his name. So when Rabbi Chalukov said, Veretto, who's speaking here? He just said, Ayid from Maryland. He said, a Jew from Maryland. That's it. Okay, fine, that's, that's the only way he identified himself. And he, will fregna por fragen. So I want to ask some questions. Okay, no freg, can fregen ask you questions? So he asked a bunch of questions, and he said it was very weird, because every time he would ask something, Rabbi Chalukov would repeat word for word out loud what he was asking. Like, it's a weird way to have a conversation. And he wouldn't answer anything. He would just keep saying, he'd just repeat out loud what Rabbi Weinreb had just said. So at the end of the whole thing, he hears another voice in the background, and he realizes this is the Rebbe's voice, and he realizes Chadakov answered the phone in the Rebbe's office, and the reason Chadakov is repeating word for word everything that Weinreb is saying is he's acting like a human speakerphone, basically. <laughs> this, is, this is the 60s, before a speakerphone. So he's just repeating out loud so that the Rebbe can hear, and then the Rebbe can give an answer. So he hears in the background the Rebbe's answer. And remember, when Rabbi Halikov asked who's calling, he said, Ayid von Maryland. So he hears in the background the Rebbe say to Halikov, er ruft von Maryland. Since he's calling from Maryland, Zogim, tell him, there's a Jew in Maryland he should speak to. His name is Weinreb. So Weinreb says to Chalukov, he says, Ich bin der Weinreb, but I'm, the, I'm that Weinreb. So he hears Rabbi Chalukov say, Wait, wait a second. Just wait a second. And he hears sort of like this very flustered tone from Chadokov. He's telling the Rebbe, Erzok, this, that is the Rebbe. He says, he's the guy. 
Then he hears the Rebbe very calmly, very calmly say, If that's the case, it should be made it should be made known to him that at times you have to speak to yourself. There's a there's an expression. Amunas Chachomim, which the the conventional translation is faith in our sages. But there's an unconventional translation as well. Amunas Chachomim can mean not the faith that we have in our sages, but the faith that the Chacham has in us. Amunas Chachomim means the faith that the Chacham has when he looks at you and knows that you're smarter than you think you are. And you think you're the confused person, you think you're the one with the questions, and he says, "Mm, yeah, that too, but primarily you know who you are? You have clarity, and you have answers, and you need to just speak to yourself. And that's really what a real chocham does. A real chocham is not fooled by our confusion. A real chocham is not taken in by the outer image that we project, where, you know, I don't know, I, I'm so confused, I'm so afraid, I don't have clarity. You know what? Get over it. Get over it. You are not a fool. You are very wise. You know the answer. You know the answer better than anyone. All you need is someone who believes in you and can direct you to yourself. You're the expert. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.